Welcome, my friends, to Scrimey Room of the MTG Advice Podcast. I'm Riley. I'm Dennis. And we're here to solve your problems with a significant time restraint this week, Dennis. Yes, we are We are really down to the wire here. Not only is it currently 1pm and the podcast is supposed to be published inside of like five hours, mm-hmm. but also you've got other videos to make today and you've got rehearsals for coverage in like three hours. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And uh, so it's a busy old day for Riley and I just want to share... <laughs> This is not a joke. I want to share Dennis's solution to this because I was like, yeah, we're really pressed for time. We're going to have to crack through it today. Mm-hmm. And Dennis is like, all right, why don't we just talk twice as fast for the entire thing? And then when editing, you can slow it down. And yeah, it'll if we pad just talk out. 25% faster, you play it back at 75% speed. The podcast will be 25% longer. Yeah. We can get a 45-minute podcast in 35 minutes. Yeah, perfect. Exactly. I mean, I I already I already get asked, Dennis, do you, do you speed up your podcast because I talk so fast? So I, I genuinely think, genuinely, this episode... Yeah. Slow it down 10% and see if anyone notices. Just 90, 90% see if anyone notices. If you ever listen to other podcasts on like half speed, people sound drunk. Have I told you about the most unreasonable? I think I've, I think I mentioned this on the podca- podcast, the the Maximum Fun thing. Have I told you this? I've got to tell you the story. So um, uh, obviously I'm a big fan of, you know, the McElroy brothers. Mm-hmm. Such a fan that I ripped off a podcast format from them. Um, and uh, when... Uh, they're part of a, a network called the Maximum Fun Network. One of which is about one, one podcast on the on the Maximum Fun Network does. Uh, they do like music stuff, right? So they listen mm-hmm. to music track and they play the music on the podcast, right? Oh, I think you told, have told me about this. Yeah. I've told you this story, I'm sure, because in a comment response to one of the like, oh, this episode's now up, you can listen to it, right? Someone was like, hey. Yeah, yeah. Would you mind recording the? Would you mind putting the audio, please? Not like it. Sorry, it wasn't. Would you mind? It was like, hey, you guys need to put the audio at zero point six percent or zero point six x speed or whatever, because I listen to the podcast at one point five x, and having the music sped up really bothers me. <laughs> so you need to completely change the way you edit and publish the podcast because I listen to it at one. I don't. It's not. I. It's not me who needs to turn the speed no, down. It's to the one. children who are the problem. It's Riley. the kids who are wrong. Exactly. Anyway, I'll. Uh, oh. I, I like if if we really get crunched. If I really have to bail, then yeah, you'll you'll notice maybe a little bit of slurring of the speech <laughs> as I uh, as I crank <laughs> so. the uh, the the uh, playback speed down. But uh, Dennis, we've got a we've got a bountiful harvest. We've got a rich harvest of. Before of we get to the bountiful well. harvest, right? We've got a bountiful harvest of value. Yeah, that's right. It is old fashioned rapture. It's a circus of value type deal yeah. over oh, at yeah. this mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. What's going on? So, <clears throat> Chaffarbo.com sponsoring this podcast, by the way. Yeah, not just. I mean, you don't get the shatter for free. What are you? Some sort of dry stone wallers from Yorkshire? Don't be yeah. <laughs> I didn't have dry stone walling. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, we got the Strixhaven set booster crate, Riley. Oh, tell me about this. These are the these are actually pretty good value. You've done these before, right, CFP? Yep, yep, yep. They're yep. slightly different. They change a little bit every time. But right now we got one forty nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. You get a box of strict set and set boosters. You know the the what's the opposite of a redheaded stepchild? A brown headed close friend. I don't know. What 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 are you going for here? What's the redheaded like, stepchild? Because like, like, like a set booster is like the slightly fancier version of a draft booster. Yes, it's not a collector's booster. No, it's, but it's not. not a draft the, it's 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 not the blonde haired rich uncle. It's <laughs> <laughs> I'm so lost in this metaphor. <laughs> in oh, this family geez. tree product yeah, description yeah. metaphor. Um, bloody Habsburg family tree. Oh, yeah, she's yeah. my aunt and grandmother and stepdaughter <laughs> at the same time somehow. Go on. You get yourself a box of set boosters, which are basically draft boosters, but a little bit spicier. And some people actually do draft them. Apparently, it's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. You get yourself a, a non-foil soul ring. You get yourself a foil lightning bolt. You get yourself a foil path to exile. If Casey, like, you know what happens, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. this is the thing, right? Mm-hmm. You get a foil lightning bolt and you're like, my deck plays four lightning bolts. Yes. 
I don't want to play. So the package also comes with four non-foil lightning bolts. Perfect. perfect. Keep that foil one in the top loader. Keep it in the binder. Yep. Sleeve up the other four. Get them in that mono red deck. Get some monastery swifters across the table with them. It's very odd to play one copy of lightning bolt in a in a non-commander constructed deck. Yes. So well, you know. Mm-hmm. So you got the four non-foils for the for the you know for the modern deck, and you got the yeah. one foil for the commander deck. Perfect. It's like a it's like a special town coat you never take out of the wardrobe. Yeah. It's it's. The- <laughs> It's the good soap for when the queen comes over. It's the it's the plates that you never use. Uh, it's the salt and pepper chips for when your friends come around. Well, that's all. They're all for me. They're obviously all for me. Did you like? How big was the house that you grew up in? Was uh, it big enough not, to have? The, was it big enough, not enough big. to have the nice lounge room? No, God, no. Nick, yeah, see, Nick, Nikki's parents have yeah. the good room. Yeah, the good room. See, I so I lived in a like normal three bedroom like middle class Australian house. So uh, Australian houses are bigger than European houses. Well, you just have more space. But my friend Nathan, right? His parents had uh, two lounge rooms, right? Mm-hmm. And you weren't allowed to sit in one of them. The good room, yeah. The good room. Like, the, I'm, not, I'm not quite talking like... My grandma had plastic sheeting on the, on the couches. That's Na- insane. That's, Na- that's, I've bought a nice couch. I'm to ruin it by putting plastic all over it. Nathan's parents weren't quite there, but you couldn't, you couldn't sit in the... They, like, I, I don't know why they had the room. I don't know what they... Like, were they <laughs> expecting the queen to come around? I don't know. I don't know what so- it was. They ha- so in my experience with yeah. Nikki's family, and Nikki, yeah. I'm sorry that I'm editing you like this when you listen to this podcast, probably yeah. later today, to be honest. Um, the good room is mostly for like an after dinner digestif, if you have guests over, and okay. for Christmas. Ah, actually, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I, I could see that. Probably, probably for Christmas. You probably use it for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it had a, like it, you know, it's got like the display cabinets with all the the plates on like the special stands yep. and stuff. Yep, all that sort of stuff. And like, and like you said, your grandma puts the couch in plastic. I, I, it feels weird to me to be like, oh, why would you ever put a couch in plastic? How could you possibly use it? And then I'm and like. Then- Please buy some sleeves at childfireball.com. You don't want your you don't want your couch to become lightly played. You go you better sleeve that couch. Exactly. A couch becomes very a couch becomes more than lightly played very quickly. Couches couch like you you've been in my house with the big soft couches. Yes, yeah, yeah. They are rapidly deforming. You've and cat, I don't know if there's a, a pl- as well, which is Well the cat's actually fine. He doesn't scratch things and really shed stuff. He's fine. Okay. All right. But I I wanna know if there's a man I can employ to come around to my house at some point and just blow a bunch of new air into the couch cushions. Is that a thing? Yeah, because they're a bit dilapidated. Yeah. 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 They're they're beca- <laughs> they've gone they've gone from Channel Fireball Mint to Spanish mint. Spanish Oh wow, the MKM mint. Yeah. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> I no. I, look, I'm not going to tee off at MKM. I like MKM. A great uh, that, that it's a it's a fine way to to you know to move move cardboard. But uh, there are <clears throat> certain vendors on MKM that uh, definitely have uh, Dennis a more um, unorthodox uh, conception of what. Well, that's mint the problem, right? I'm, I'm going to get some pre-ad roll going here. That's Go the problem with formats like, you know, Magic Card Market, TCU Play mm-hmm. and stuff. It's these backpack sellers, you know? Yeah. If only there was a marketplace where you could only have trusted stores on there. Mm. You know, mm. say in like, you know, two months or whatever, three months in that, somewhere in that range, I host on shopwap.com. Maybe that would be cool. I don't know. We'll see. Don't worry about mm-hmm. it. A little, bit of, uh, <laughs> a little bit of foreshadowing there, Dennis. Uh, for, for the people who got their finger on the, uh, on the, on the business-to-business pulse. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, my goodness. Anyway, um, Dennis... We're going to kick things off with a uh, a contribution sent in from oh, of course we talk about Channel Fireball, right? Talking about mm-hmm. Channel Fireball, obviously when you're buying your your Strix Seven Booster Crate, Coupon Code Night at Checkout, we know that. And um, oh, that's right, I, pr- I, pr- I propose a free rally before we even get to that. Okay, I propose. So here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. All right. People often ask, "What can I do to help the podcast?" And yeah. it's usually like tell a friend or whatever, yeah. right? 
I propose that you and I, because it's not a ton of money, take all of the money that get because what, Ma- what Marsha and Gabby did is they don- donated all the money that goes into Magic FM. They donate to charity, yeah, right? Just like trying to make the, look bunch, of, the rest of us look bad. I know. I bleeding. can give. I can give. I can give three dollars to charity too. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, just what but, a bunch of bleeding heart. Yeah, it, it sounds good, doesn't it? Oh, we'll give all the money our podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, exactly. They get a, they get an oversized check for two dollars fifty. Here's oh, the thing, Riley. I propose you and I mm. take all the money from coupon code SMAR mm. and pour it into paid advertising efforts for the podcast. Even better, <laughs> the, the greatest kind of charity. <laughs> <laughs> just roll it over. I yeah. actually, I actually think we should do. It. And when people say, "How can I support the podcast?" Use code Smart. It directly contributes to getting more downloads of the podcast. I love this idea, Dennis. And look, that fifty percent is is yours to spend on spend as much advertising I want. as okay. you want. So uh, this is this is this <laughs> okay. is very good. Anyway, oh that Sean, long time mm-hmm. listener, long time contributor. Oh that Sean got in uh, with a little story. I, I haven't read it fully, um, but it's it's about coupon code night here. I, I, I admittedly we are, we are pressed for time. This one was a bit of a, a, a Dennis situation for me. But mm. uh, oh that Sean writing in about. Uh, his experience using coupon code NIGHT. So let's uh, let's just talk about that. Let's kick the show off with that. <clears throat> I recently used co- uh, promo code NIGHT, fantastic, at channelfiber.com. And when my six-year-old daughter saw the token, she burst out laughing. Uh, the, you know, the little token of me with the yeah. wig on. Oh, she obviously thought it was great. That's really good. And excitedly exclaimed, who, uh, who is this silly man? Uh, okay. Well, who? I mean, that's cute. I mean, look, it's Kids, cute. You know. She's six, right? It's fine. All right. Okay. Who's, Who's this silly, silly man? That's that's, that's cool. yeah, I like that. Look, okay, she probably that's loves the token. She wants she to probably keep loves the token. Yeah. Uh, I told her that she could keep it. Oh, that's nice. Sean, give it to her. And she said, mm, that's okay. And just tossed it back on the table. All right. Okay, wow. Right. <laughs> Never mind. Should have read the question, I guess. Okay, Sean. The savage just oh. beating. I mean, the, re- like, yeah. the most savage beatings come up from like shin level, basically. Oh, can I tell you, this is not the first time that I have been absolutely done by, by a child. Can I tell you this? Really? Right. So when I used to be a teacher, everyone knows this, I used to be a teacher, and um, I used to play music constantly in my classroom, right? Constantly. I, I, you know you know me, Dennis, I'm just one of those people who always have music on, right? So I used to play music for, for the kids, you know, if they were like writing or reading something peaceful and quiet, if I needed the energy up, we'd put, you know, doing maths, that sort of thing, because I hated doing maths, I'd put some, some high energy stuff on. Anyway, one of the songs, and we'd also learn to sing songs together, right? And so one of the songs I played them was All the Small Things by Blink-182, right? Which surprisingly okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. doesn't have any swearing in it. In it, right? it, it doesn't surprisingly. Do you say one eight two? Blink one eight two. Blink one eight two. Europeans say one eighty two. No, Europeans say one eight two. Blink one eight. The members of the band actually say one eighty two. I think I said one eighty two. I don't know. Check you the tape. You said anyway, one eight two. Check the tape. Sorry, check the tape. Anyway, so I, I played this song, and then I was asking, I was asking a kid. I was like, oh, you know, what do you think of this song? Like, because you know, it's high energy, and, and I think they get to say, oh, they get to say work sucks. I know. So that, like, when you eight, that's a swear word, right? Anyway, so I'm like, oh, what do you think of the song? And one of the kids is like, yeah, it's good. I'm like, oh, what's wrong with it? It's like, it's just a bit like olden days music. And I was like, <gasps> I was like, all right, kid, listen You turn to stone like this the guy at the end of the last song, crusade. <laughs> this song came out in like 2001. That's like three years ago. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, it's 2016. This song is approaching two decades old. And now this song today, is twice Dennis, as old. It's twice as old as the child. It's I'm twice as old as the child, man. Oh, dear. I've got so many stories like that. Like, so many stories of kids being like, oh, Riley, we don't care about your olden day, da, 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 whatever, because I'm talking about Mario Kart on the, ni- on the Nintendo 64 or something. So, have, you seen the, have you seen the, 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 I don't know, meme, but like, I think it's a tweet actually going around someone being like, handing their driver's license over in America to buy alcohol. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they, they flash it to the, the clerk real quick and they're like, that's fine. It's like, did you see the day? And it's like, oh no, I saw the one. And they're like, what do you mean? It's like, I saw the one at the start of your birth year. So oh, you're good. They don't even need to look. Yeah, they don't. Because they, they, now you're 21. Yeah. If you, if you, if your birth year begins with a one, it, if you if you were born in the previous millennium. Yeah. 
Yeah. You I mean, that, that, only, that only works in the United States. Yes. That, that was true. That, well, well it, it said it only works. It was just true here three years ago. Wait, what? In 2018, it would have been true here. I'm thinking the other way. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's true. Sorry. I was thinking the other way. I was like, oh, we've got, still got three years to go, but that's not how maths no, works. No, no, no. You're even older than that. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Forget it. Anyway. Oh, that Sean also wrote in, Dennis, with not a power move. Mm-hmm. But a power move hypothesis. Now, I, I want to make it very clear that, I mean, the first one was a power move. I walked right yeah, into that, that one. In. I, I mean, I, oh, that Sean and I were already 1-0 favouring Sean. But Sean now has a power move hypothesis. Well, he says he, he's looking for input and help testing. Is this and, like a Dragon's Den type situation? And this is what I want. This is fantastic, right? This is, this is, the, this is the R&D. This is R&D's R&D, right? Nice, nice, nice. So we're going we're gonna to develop this power move further. So other oh, oh, Sean writes in, looking for input and, and help testing this power move. By coincidence, the topic of anime has come up in my life several times recently. And I've noticed that the people who like anime do not shut up about it once the topic comes up. Um, and everyone at my LGS loves anime. I, I mean, this is you and, and and Bloody last week. This I'll be honest with you. I was just kind of going with the flow. I watch very little anime. But yeah, well, that's what he says. Um, they seem hey. to especially be interested in ranking specific aspects of different shows. They also appear to have mm. some sort of complex algorithm or Facebook personality quiz they like to use to make recommendations for shows that I'm never going to watch. Mm, do you like there. this, this, this? Well, then. My hypothesis is that if I bring up the subject of anime while my opponent is in the tank during a match at FNM early in game one, I'm sure to win, as they'll, be still to- they'll still be talking about it by the time we get to match four. Wow. I had the opportunity to test this out at my LGS the other day by saying to one of the owners, I'm going to start watching Cowboy Bebop. Are you into anime? I was then in the store for 90 minutes listening to the two owners and the local control player and boss type guy say words like Ghibli and Shogun for the rest of the evening. This... Like this is a real long con. You're you're planting the seeds, right? Well, you've done this. You said you said kids. It's like talking about kids to do this to you as well in school, mm-hmm. where they'd like be like, "Oh, Riley, tell us about cannons," and you'd be like, "Jokes on you, kids! I'm going to secretly teach you something." Yes, you think exactly. you got me off on a tangent, but yeah, you think you think you distracted us from doing long division. Learn how to do long division. I never wanted to do long division, so I'm quite <laughs> happy to teach you about sharks. Don't worry about it, right? <laughs> but I think this is this is very like if you if you're in like a in a complicated, long, drawn-out game, like it's you know boards, there's a, a, a congested board, or maybe like you both have got like ten counter spells and whatever else like this. You just mention like one of those Full Metal Jacket. What is it? Full the Alchemist. The Full Metal Jacket. The, has that? How's that dog turning into a daughter or whatever? Right, and then they'll just sit there and and they'll talk about it for the rest of the thing while you you know perfectly navigate it because they're distracted by the animes. You could do it the other way around, though, as well. You could be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm very into anime. I, 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 like, I oh, like watch all oh, the big anime. Oh, like, this is better. This is better. A thousand you know, times better. Rick and Morty. Yep. You know, yep. All, all the big anime. Family Guy is probably my favorite anime. That's the, I think that might be the way to go. This is the equivalent of like, oh, Star Trek? I love... Yoda. I love Darth Darth Maul. I love... What's the... Oh, no. Riley, can I send you... Okay. What was visual, the thing? Okay. No, no, no. There was a really good one. There was someone who misnamed Darth Vader, and it was really good. Dark Vader. <laughs> Oh, Dark I'm, Vader. I love Star Trek. Yeah, Dark Vader's my favorite character. Like that sort of thing. Just watch their eyes twitch. Yeah, right, yeah, I'm yeah. going to send you a DM this, on Twitter. You ready for this? It's a visual okay. gag, so it's this not is, super appropriate for an audio-only right. podcast. No, it's it's not, but hey, that's not I've sent you a all DM. Right. I want you to <laughs> describe to people at Oh, I hate seen. this. Oh, what did you do? Why did you do this to me? <laughs> oh, no, and it gets worse as you go through the... Co- oh, dear. Okay, so it is a... It's a tweet from Tony Sloth's Pro Skater at Seattle Sloth underscore. <laughs> Which is a hell of a name, by the way. <laughs> and, he, and they've posted, mods are asleep, post smooth maul, and it's a picture of Darth Maul without the face tattoos, it's but like still has the red it's, it's skin a, and the horns. 
it's a smoothening filter from like FaceApp. Oh, it's awful. And then the, the the reply to it is that except him with like some demonic grin and like green teeth. Yeah, mods are asleep post-smooth mall. I hate this. I hate it. I don't want to look at that anymore. Well, thanks for that, Dennis. Smooth mall. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, oh, that Sean. I love this. I think this has got real potential, Dennis. We could be on the winning I think there's I think you I think you have to you have to you have to tailor the bait to the fish, right? That's true, yeah, yeah. This isn't a one size catch all. No, no, no. I think I ha- I think like some like not everybody's gonna be got with the anime thing, but like I think I, like what would get you talking in a in an anime would the would the would the Star Wars Star Trek thing get you? Do you know what really gets me? Huh. Oh, France, huh? How about at war are they? Oh, so cheese eating surrender monkeys. Do you know how good France is at war? France came uh, embarrassingly close to conquering the like the entire world. Fra- like <laughs> France haven't. Uh, here's the other thing that really annoys me about when people talk about France being bad at war. They won World War One and World War Two. The ones that the, the wars that everyone cites for making it seem like France is bad at war. They won both of them. Right. The last yeah. the last war that France lost was in 1870 against the Prussians with Otto von Bismarck at the at the helm, mate. I think people think, and it's not in a form of war. I think they think. I think people can't being occupied. Occupied as losing the war. They, it doesn't. Listen, I know, I know, Riley, Riley, I know. Scoreboard. All right, France, bloody one. Okay. I understand it's the Treaty of Versailles and it's not the Treaty of Berlin, but still. Like, get out of town with that. And overall, like, I went, I, this is how much it annoyed me. I went back to, like, the, the establishment of the Kingdom of France or the, the Kingdom of the Franks or whatever. This is like sixth century, right? This is like early Middle Ages. The French, like, war record, not only is it positive, it's staggeringly positive. It's mm-hmm. something like 110-60-40 win-loss draw. Like KDA. <laughs> overwhelmingly, the French are amazing at war, right? Overwhelmingly. And people sit there. So, again, if you're sitting where in the middle of a control mirror, you just be like, oh, France, how about at war? And that's, I'm done. Actually, well, okay, I will correct myself. If you, so- uh, Vietnam used to be a colony of France, and during the 50s, obviously, like, the French had to withdraw- so it depends if you count that as a war. It's a kind lot- of a civil war. Yeah, well, <laughs> most people call it, you know, in the same way the American the Vietnam War is like a police action or whatever. Like, because uh, look, it, it depends. Well, the Americans on- lost that war. <laughs> well, but they, but they try not, not they try not to call it a war. And the French right. the French like pulling out of Vietnam. If you want to classify that as a war, the French also lost that one. That's fair, right? But overwhelmingly, the French are good at war. Right, I have another Thanks thing to, to my to, TED talk in, a, in an attempt. To, um, um, the TED talk's not over. There's an addendum to the TED talk. Okay, all right. So, Riley, you published an article this week on ChannelFarmWell.com. Oh, my good! Don't do this to me, Dennis. Come on. My blood pressure is R- Riley published oh. an article. I'm going to go look it up. I'm going to look this, up the title of it exactly. Because I think me. it was the top five most prolific. I, pu- I published an article saying the top five most prolific articles, right? Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, most artists, most magic prolific art, magic artists. And I made a little jokey tweet to go with it. I was like, hey, if you're sick of getting bogged down, let me just read the tweet here because I, I don't want to. like." Uh, so, so, what I said, right, when I posted, I was like, are you tired of subjective opinions about magic art? Sick of wading into Endless, pointless discussions that relied on flawed personal opinion. Here's an objectively correct ranking instead, right? And the the gag is that, of course, it's objectively correct. It's the top five most prolific MTG artists, as in, like, it's numerical. It's not an argument. Prolific secondary definition in large number. No, it's not. That's not the secondary definition. It's the it's the only definition. Prolific means the, the like. Well, no, no. The primary definition is producing much fruit or foliage. Okay, you mean foliage, and you're just reading the Google the Google definition now because I checked as well. It's not a secondary yeah. definition. Prolific means there is a lot of it, right? 
like there's no room for for subjectivity when it comes right. to right so to write this article you went to scryfall or the gather or whatever you sorted all the artists by the cards they think and basically talked through the top five artists by the by the number of cards they've drawn by the number of cards they've done and then just some interesting facts about some of the cards yeah, yeah. and like you know it's th- a cool article it's 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 just one of those articles that's like up oh, I need to bust a grump. I need to entertain myself for like, you know, five to ten minutes. I'm going to read mm-hmm. through something. and like Yeah, exactly. Yes. So what about this article annoyed you, really? No, the article's great. Ten out of ten mm-hmm. article. Five out of seven article. Perfect. Really good. But, oh, Dennis, I don't want to do that. You're, you're cornering me here, and I don't want to do this, man. Do I don't want to do it. No, I don't want to do Get him, Riley. This. Get him. Some of the people replied to the tweet that I made and the tweet that, that Channel Fireball consequently made to, public, to promote the article by arguing and oh, saying well, that it shouldn't actually, be. Riley, yeah, the, 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 this is, it was subjective. Wouldn't it be funny, Riley, if you did an article about the artists who have drawn the most cards rather than who you thought the best artists and, and that be there hilarious? Was, and that was this, the, another another category of comments was like, oh, well, prolific actually means the one, so why didn't you do an article on the most the artists who have done the most work? And then gave a list of them, which was wrong. So they, not only did they ask you to write the article that you'd already written that they had not bothered to click on and look at, they then tried to start writing that article for you and got it wrong. <laughs> and then someone was like, yeah, to be honest, I thought this was what the article was going to be. It's like, did you read the article? Yeah. It's like, I thought, oh, I thought it was going to be. It is what it is. That is what it is, mate. Anyway, it did. I, so now you know, every time Riley posts an article on shopfile.com, oh I think it's going to be basically every Tuesday, right? Don't do this to me. I know what you're doing. Don't you do can get in me. there on Twitter, act confused act act befuddled it's gonna be great i just feel like when yeah so the next the next like riley ranks article right oh my goodness okay yeah no this is really good so the next one that's coming out and it should be out like when probably like tuesday i think i'm not sure exactly on on which uh like which date they're getting published right but the next one uh the next one kind of is subjective though so i guess people are gonna have be able to argue the next one is the weirdest counter types I'm not talking about negate counters. You mean plus one, plus two counters? I'm talking about. I'm talking about. Screen this is my speed. Maybe. I'm into this. Yeah, yeah. But I guess. I guess it will be okay if people argue with me about that because, like, you know, there's no objectively correct weirdest counter type. So. Well, I think if you I think if you look up the Oxford definition of the word weirdest, right? It, you'll find it has the most to do with foliage. Beard. Beard. What wrong tack, bad tack. Um, the best way to go would, I think, be the... And I'm preempting this, so when people do it, it's like I saw it coming. They'd be like, mm, <laughs> the, uh, I think the weirdest counter spell is Ashiox Erasure. <laughs> like that. Uh, yeah, I think that's yeah. better. Yeah. I think that's probably a better angle. But now I've already said it, so this is like when the teacher starts bottle flipping. I've ruined it for everyone else. So there we go. All right, we've got another question here from Gibson Cap. You say another question. Second question. You say another. We haven't done one. We've done one question from other. Oh, no, it was a power move. Yeah, okay. (laughs) First question of the podcast. Hey, guys, it's been a minute since my last submission. Well, it's been a a minute since we last answered one, Gibson Cat. But I've got a fresh, (laughs) am I the magical asshole for you? My friend Dan played Magic as a kid, but he hasn't touched a card in 20 years. That makes it sound like he went to Cardaholics Anonymous. Yeah. (laughs) It's someone's birthday. It's like, oh, you've got a... No. No, no, no. I'm not kidding. No, I can't. Here's your present. There's nothing else. There's no card. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's greeting cards as well. Yeah, it's not yeah, just trading yeah, cards. Yeah. Yeah, he's on holiday. He wants to send a... Oh, no, no. Can't send... I'll, I'll write a letter. I'm not, I'm yeah, not sending uh, a postcard. So, sorry, can I get the check? Yeah, cash or card? Sorry, it's <laughs> cash. Every time, every time. Uh, I can try to pull him back in, but he says he doesn't have any the time nor money to take on a new hobby. Parentheses, he golfs. That's enough of an explanation. If you... Yeah. yeah. 
all-consuming. The phyrexia of hobbies is golf. Well, I think I think magic is the golf of the nerd world. It is. Yes. Yeah. I think it broadly speaking yes. I and is. I, I worry that that might change. Really. Do you think that we're we're trying to become like mini golf? No, I th- I- <laughs> That's not what I meant. I meant like something else will become the golf of yeah. the nerd world. Not we will become mini golf. Magic if there was is- a way to package golf and sell it directly to consumers, skipping stores, that would be what we're trying to become. Yeah. I guess. Right. Yeah. That's the reality. Anyway, John. Uh, recently, he happened to be visiting during the time I used to stream Arena. I convinced him to try it on stream, and he agreed to do it for the content. I've done that, used that to justify many a stupid decision in my life. Oh, yep. Fast forward a week later, and I get an ex- ex- expletive-filled text from him saying that he's grinding Arena now, and I tricked him into getting back into magic, and that I knew what I was doing. Oh, God. I, so, I made a joke originally that this guy had, like, an addiction to magic. This might actually be the case. <laughs> this is t- taking a sour turn since the start of the question. Um, I've even got him listening to Smar. Hi, Dan. Hey, Dan. How's <laughs> got it going? Him. We got him. What's up, Dan? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Digital cards probably don't count. Probably fine, right? That's fine. You're just fine. playing Arena. It's probably fine. That's fine. Arena's free. So I know I'm not Arena's the, free to I know, play. I know I'm not the asshole for sucking him back into magic for that. He should, for that, he should thank me. But am I the asshole for writing it to my favorite podcast just to have the hosts deliver the sick rubbing on the air? What's just a prayer move all along? The real question is where does Dan buy his magic cards from, Rowdy? That's oh. what it all comes down to. As long as it's channelfireball.com. As long as channelfireball.com, we're happy to have you're you. In no problem. You got, it's good. You're it's in good. the problem. It's, it's good to have you back. I just love the fact that Gibson Cat started with Animal the Asshole and finished with a power move. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's it's, such it's a like gra- a, symf- a symphony of Scrum Your River. <laughs> it's not really a power move that's like, it's not a very like, you know, it's not, it's not one of the ones that everyone's going to be able to go out and do themselves. It's a very specific mm-hmm. time and place power move. But Dan... Welcome, welcome to the Scribe Me River family. We got him, ladies <laughs> we and got gentlemen. Him. <laughs> we got him. <laughs> we got him so good. Oh, dear. I love that as well. Just writing in like, hmm. Gibson Cat's like, hmm. Now, how can I rub it into Dan? Just, just like, how can I make it clear that I really got him? Hmm. I'll get two other people to tell him on the podcast yeah, that yeah. I just start, got him listening to. <laughs> anyway, Dan, welcome along, mate. Uh, be sure to buy your cards at channelfile.com. Use coupon code NIGHT. And if you're in the greater Yorkshire area and you need some uh, stones mm. rearranged, of course, made in hell. Dry stone walling. We got another one here, Riley. A second, like Riley. So you you, you called us R and D earlier, of course, Riley and Dennis. Yes. And I realized that you and I are basically volunteer proctologists on this podcast a lot of the time. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Which of course makes us DR. Doctor's office is open. So it's DR R and D's secret layer. <laughs> We're examining other people's secret layers at the moment. Damn right we are. To see, right. just how, to see what, the, what kind of just secrets they have. What, what secrets lie within. Yeah, exactly. yeah, Specs554 writes in and asks, is my ass enchanted? I was playing four-color Yorion Doom Foretold on the best of three ladder on Arena and got paired against a Demir Controllist. In all three games, my opponent played Crawling Barons, meaning they got priority at every opportunity throughout the match. That so, is very annoying. So Crawling Barons is the one, it's the uh, creature land and you have to pay four to wake it up. Uh, to, and it puts two counters on it. But the thing is, you can you also just want to spend mana on it at the end of your turn because you don't have to wake it up, but you can put counters on it without waking up. Or yeah, and, so the, and, and because they're a, because they're a control deck, they'll always have all their always mana have on mana turns, open, So yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we split the first two games, and the game three started at fairly close, but at a certain point, they only had five minutes left on their clock, and I stopped trying to win. We had a situation like this in top five that we recorded right before this round. Yep. Mm-hmm. All I had to do was sit there and counter everything that they could do that would put me in a losing situation while they wasted around 15 to 30 seconds every turn just passing through phases. So, am I the asshole for not even trying to win at that point and instead just parking the bus and making it impossible for them to beat me in the limited time that they had left? Specs, I would argue you did not start tr- stop trying to win. You took a different avenue yeah. to try to win. Yeah, I, I, it's not actually accurate to say that you stopped trying to win because you did. You, you 
very much did try to win, but in not in the way that the game a game of magic is usually won. I personally don't have any problem with this. No, uh, I was totally fine. I mean, I always defended this on Magic Online, and I can't think of a reason why it would be any different on Arena. We have talked about this. I have come across this perhaps more than um, more than most, just due to my exposure to like professional competitive Magic because of right? coverage. Yeah, because of coverage. Because we're the people who, when there's a, a, an awkward timeout, weird situation, we're the ones who have to justify it to the viewer and make it seem, you know, all the jackals in the chat being like, "Oh, it's outrageous! This would never happen in paper." It's like, yeah, but we're not playing paper. Mm-hmm. This is a different game. Like, we can pretend it's not because. Broadly speaking, the the Venn diagram is almost a circle between digital no, no, but and paper. Dan, magic. it's okay. It's a totally different game. You don't need to worry different about game, it. Dan. It's free to play. Don't worry about it. Um, but at the end of the day, the chess clocks are good, and the fact that they don't emulate paper is actually a feature and not a bug. And Correct. paper is the worst game for not having chess clocks. That's my yes. view. Paper is the worst game for having playing against somebody in a control mirror who's, or not even in a control mirror, playing against somebody. And I played, and we've all played against these people. Yep. The, the the tortoises of the magic industry. Yep. Who and, and FNM it's even worse because people go on their phones to talk to people and all that stuff. They, they argue about Anaheim. Yeah. They argue, they argue about cowboy beep bop. Beep bop. Uh, cowboy boop boop. Cowboy R two D two. But and they waste more than their fair share of time. Yeah, they the spend eighty like percent of the, ga- of the thing mm-hmm. playing playing the game. You get twenty percent, and you then you know it's a, and draw. it's a draw. It's awful. Whereas in, whereas in this case, Doesn't the happen. test clock takes no prisoners. Yep. Justice and Specs, you've done nothing wrong. In fact, I think you're do. I think you. I think you're the hero we need, Specs, in this in this regard. Truthfully, I don't. I'm not going to fault people for disagreeing with this. But my personal, I, I don't. Th- I'm not saying that this is the only opinion that it's it's possible to have. But my opinion is that Specs is absolutely in the clear. I think if people are going to disagree with that and be like, no, it's against spirit of game, blah 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 blah, blah we can have a discussion about it. But. I, I, I'm broadly speaking with Dennis. I, like, I do not think it is against the spirit of the game whatsoever. I think wasting it someone's time when they're trying to play against you is against the spirit of the game more than this is. But what I'm, I'm not. I agree with you. I, I personally don't think it's against the spirit. Riley, of the game. stop! I, I don't agree, Riley. I think it's more the spirit of the game. What I'm saying is that I think it's reasonable for someone to disagree with what we've just said. This is not an absolute. I is what I'm saying. Don't. I, 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 I don't think it's that reasonable. Okay. Honestly. I think people who disagree with this are mired down in what they think their truest form of the game is. Yeah, it's a little bit of a sort of... Not, and what is not it? only is that like gatekeepy and stupid, but it's also like we are so far removed from the truest form of the game. If you want to talk about truest form of the game. And I don't even mean like digital magic. I'm talking mana burn i'm talking damage on the stack i'm talking anti i'm talking you're talking four copies of mock sapphire in your deck yes yeah. that is if you want to play old school you know 98 magic you got it no, and you know you want to play with that chess clocks sure but this is the game this is the way the game is being online forever mm. and i think the way the game deserves to be played it is just better with chess clocks there is no way when richard garfield ventured up Kilimanjaro and discovered the ancient tomes of plains, island, swamp, yeah. mountain, and swamp. When he uncovered the forbidden forest. knowledge. Around about the same time that, that Kaiba discovered the... the yeah, the and, you, and Yugi completed the Millennium Puzzle. Yeah, exactly. Um, there is no way he was like, yes, and it wouldn't it be great if one guy would spend all of the time and the person he was playing against didn't get to play at all, and then it was a draw. So is my vision carried out through the land. There's no way. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it, Specs. You're in the clear. Basically, uh, by Richard Garfield himself, you can say that. Basically, cleared by Richard Garfield. We had we. I think I think we, I think we got a second think... opinion from from an actual doctor. Yes, that's true. <laughs> and it looks like you're fine. Whereas together we are at least linguistically a doctor. 
We've got a question here from TTT333, who starts off in an interesting way. This happens more often than I'd like with these questions. I have an actual advice question. Implies that we don't do a lot of those, which I, think, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't appreciate that. There's no, there's no basis for that. There's no, there's no way that you can, there's no evidence that will bear out that we don't spend, you know, an actual advice question. This is an advice podcast. What else would you expect to be on? What else would you expect? Discussions about like French warfare? Of course not. Don't be silly. <laughs> I have an actual advice question, TTT333. One of, uh, me and one of my friends play Commander over Tabletop Simulator and I hope to play in person soon. We're relatively casual, but we do play to win and we play relatively optimized decks. He recently mentioned, however, that he only plays 35 lands at the most in all of his Commander decks. I asked if he mulligans a lot because he likes to play decks that rely on at least three lands, for example, Maelstrom Wanderer, so like mana-hungry decks. To this he said, I don't play with mulligans in Commander. I told him that he should add more lands to his deck, his deck so he doesn't mulligan that much, but he says he doesn't want to. He also mulligans hands that are decent, looking for better ones. Should I just let him have his way or should I play with only one free mulligan and how do I go about this? What is going on? So does he get infinite free mulligans? Like, this is my question. I, uh, he's, to this he said, I don't play with mulligans in Commander. To, to me, what that says is... That's right? a zero mulligans. Well, no, no, no. That's what I initially thought. But then, yeah. but then the next thing, it's like, you know, he mulligans hands that are decent, right? I think what it means in mulligans, when I, when, in the sense that I don't play with mulligans, is like, no, I just get to draw seven until I, I see a, a hand I like. I mean, you could just shortcut that and pick seven cards at your deck for your starting hand, right? <laughs> Basically? If you want to spend three hours shuffling it and get, every, you know, whatever you want. That, I mean, that's my interpretation of this. I don't play with mulligans and commander in the sense it's like, I'm just going to draw up to seven every single time. The, I mean, the, so the, there's two questions here. First of all, I want to ask, Riley, have you ever played Tabletop Simulator? No. It is a really not a very good way to play board games. It is a great way to throw board game pieces into the air I and watch them bounce around. I, I, I have seen that. Card table. Yeah, I have seen that, yeah. And second of all, I think we can kind of ignore the second half of this question. And get at the crux of it here, which is what do I do when a friend of mine is bad at a game and refuses to get better? Because <laughs> I think that because the 35 lands thing, we glossed over that. Yeah. Well, and he doesn't want to change. But okay, no, 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 no. But, here, but here's why, Dennis, right? No, because he gets infinite free mulligans. Really infinite, change. This, is, this is the, like, you don't like Commander, which is Agre- correct, which is fine. And there's stuff I don't like about Commander. And one of them is the is this dynamic. It's like, oh, I'm going to misbuild my deck because I know that nine times out of ten when I sit down to play Commander and if I mulligan to like five, people go, I just go up to seven now. It doesn't matter. Like that, right? So you can skimp on lands because at the end of the day, like you get to a point where you don't want to draw lands and you get to a point in the game where 35 lands is- After turn eight or nine, you don't need any more lands. You're going to be really happy about that in a lot of decks, right? So you you take advantage of people's- Goodwill. Goodwill, basically, because, you know, they want everyone to have a good time. So you put fewer lands in your decks knowing that you can just sit there and mulligan, mulligan, mulligan until you've got like three or four. And if it doesn't work, people are probably going to let you get away with it, right? And I'll do it. I'll assume good faith. If I'm playing against unknown people and they're down to, I'll be like, ah, just go up to seven, man. Don't worry about it. Let's have a good game, right? But when it becomes like abundantly clear that that person is then just taking advantage of this, I am so out. I'm so Mm -hmm. out. And I'm like, oh, you drew a one lander? Bad luck, buddy. You're on. Like, if you can go to six, you can go to five. I, like, I'm not. I'm not giving in to your nonsense anymore. Uh, I so I think the clear answer here, because it sounds like this is a a blossoming friendship between TT three 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 in terms of magic with his friend. Because yeah. they just start playing and they want to play in person soon. Hopefully, when they can. Yep. You gotta start enforcing some rules. Gotta start saying no. You don't get a free mulligan, dude. No. Well, like what we often do here is you get one free mulligan and a scry three. We did that for a long time. Oh yeah. 
that's very common in the commander circles I used to play in before I, you know, came, came you know, came to your senses, saw, saw the light, yeah. and you know, straight back to the the way, the, to the 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 path more traveled. Um, I think you just have to, yeah, be a bit of a hard ass about it and be like, these are rules, man. We got to we got to play. We got we got to stick to the rules. Like you know, what you say, hope to play in person soon. Listen, if we're going to play in person, like people are. You know, we can't do we can't use house rules when we're playing in person. Like if we're playing with other people, we need to start getting ready for that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'd like to. I think I also think I'd like to play the game properly is a reasonable defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you know, if if your mate's not going to change and going to keep playing thirty five lands, well, they can just enjoy during enjoy during two land hands while you're crushing <clears throat> crushing them into dirt with your reasonably optimized deck. I, I just wouldn't put up. Basically, I just wouldn't put up with this anymore. I draw a line in the sand. And be like, listen. I think you gotta do it soon. These are the rules. This is how it's played, right? Don't, don't. Here's my advice: don't push back on the 35 land thing. Let them have their deck however they want, right? Let them build their deck however they want. Push back on the no, the mulligan rules are there for a reason thing, right? Because that will then eventually solve the 35 land problem. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, you don't need to fight that battle. You don't need to make the deck better. You just need to make sure that you, you it's guys. It's tenuous though. If they're just getting into match, they're like, oh, this game sucks. I never draw my lands. I I, th- mm-hmm. I don't think it, I don't think it's on you to grease that wheel. Though, no, and I, I think that at this point, if you're playing over tables of simulator, if you've got reasonably optimized decks, I don't think you're at the oh this game sucks. I'm not going to play it anymore. You're probably right. You're probably right. You're probably right. Yeah. So that's that's where I'd land TDT <clears> on that one. I hope that helps because that uh, that's a rubbish situation. I'm sorry you have to deal with it. All right, Riley, we got a, we got one more question here from PD Rahim, mm-hmm. and we got a, we got a Jekyll and Hyde internal internal struggle question here. Yeah, this one is I actually I saved this one for last, Dennis. Because uh, I really want to talk about this. This is something that hits me as well. All righty. Dear Smart, advice question. Thank you for not putting I have this constant. Thanks for not putting actual battle. there, Petey. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I know. Or like for a change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have this constant inner battle within myself every time I build a new commander deck. Sometimes I really want to build a fun brew that isn't too competitive and plays on a cool mechanic or some outlandish way of winning mm-hmm. or accruing value and not even caring if I win at that point. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that I often think, oh, this deck will be so much better with X, Y, and Z. Or, well, since I'm playing Counterspell, I might as well play Fierce Guardianship and Swan Song. Or the most often, I already have this card just sitting in my binder. I might as well play with it. I constantly find myself tuning my decks that originally started my base around being modest, unique, and wacky into classic stock upgraded lists of the commander. And it's not even because I care about winning, because I don't. I really don't. I just want everyone to have a good time. I want everyone's deck to do their thing, which makes it even odder that I keep upgrading my decks little by little instead of keeping them as is. What's your advice to help me stave off the upgrade pangs from my commander decks and just play chill magic like Richard Garfield intended? Do you know what this reminds me of, Riley? Go on. This reminds me of Lord of the Rings. Go on. When Bilbo is standing there and he's holding his Ristic study and he's like, and why shouldn't I keep it? Why shouldn't I be allowed to <laughs> yeah. put it in my commander yeah. deck? <laughs> Do you know what this reminds me of, Dennis? Mm. Every single time I try to play a video game. Yeah, we've talked about this a lot. This like trend towards optimization that ruins okay. your life. Peter, here's my advice. All right, after after this is something that has affected me very deeply for, me, for ever since I started playing Magic. This 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 attitude of like, no, of course it's got to be optimized. It's got to be as good as it can, right? And here's my advice. Here's what I've learned. Right, absolutely nothing. I have no idea how to solve this. Wow. Years in, I don't know how to do it. I started streaming Pokemon. We're going to talk about this in a little bit. Starts stream Pokemon, right? I'm doing a Nutslock run. The whole idea of a Nutslock run is you it's hardcore mode. You don't get to choose which po- like it's random which Pokemon you get because you can only catch And when they die, they're dead and forever. Then they just, when they die, they're dead forever. 
And all I can do instead of just being like, oh, I'm going to have a ratata and a hoodoo. I'm like, hmm, well, if I go here and I get a Mareep, then maybe I can do Like, I, I just, I immediately start trying to optimize like that instead of just being able to go with the flow. Same thing with Civ. I have such a hard time playing games with Civ because I'll start, but like, oh, it's not the perfect thing. I'll restart another game. 15 minutes of like loading screens and like... To make sure you selection. have to make sure you have you have enough mountain tiles nearby that you'll get iron when you discover it. Oh yeah, or like you know, so I can build a university when I hit the bloody medieval era or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Which is so far away. Valheim was the most recent one. I was like, mm, the Black Forest isn't isn't close enough. Oh, maybe I could find a better trader spawn, like this sort of thing. And it's just, it's so exhausting. And like uh, you know, Magic's done so much for me over so many years, and obviously, I think it's over. On the whole, it's definitely, you know, improved my life. But one thing that has done to me is that I find it so impossibly difficult these days to just go with the flow with a with a video game or a game of any kind. I always feel like I've got to be playing perfectly, got to be optimizing, got to like got to make whatever it is the best that it can be. And I hate this. And I wish I knew of a way to let go of it. The problem is that you'll always be your brain can't help but look for the optimum way. Yeah. Even if you try to like fake it and pull yourself away from it, it'll always be there. It's just like, oh, this, you know, this hornswoggle could be essence scatter, you know, mm-hmm. even though it's funnier to get to say, I'll hornswoggle you, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it, you're always thinking, oh, it could be essence scatter. And I, I just, I just don't know. I, I want to hear. I, I, I openly ad- invite submissions. How do you get over this mentality that magic breeds within us of trying to be optimal all the time? How do you get past this need for for perfection? Just now, Riley, so you, can you just got muck around and have this, a good time instead. You got past this playing Apex Legends with us because of the quests. That's true. That's true. You don't care if you like. I mean, you, you're not delighted to have to play Watson sometimes or whatever. But last night you were like, "I'm gonna play Watson because I think she looks cool." Yeah. And I don't think her abilities are particularly good. Apparently, she's actually very, very good, just enormously underplayed. But I was just like, it's funny. I was reading an article about how she's like, she's got a high win rate, but a low pick choice. I was like, oh, I'll give her a go. I'll just, I'll see if, even that was playing into the whole thing. Oh, no, it was me playing. Oh, maybe this no, is, I thought it was, I thought you were like, hmm, French electricity lady seems, seems that, sick. That was, yeah. Honestly, that was more. What it, and I know you make a good point. In Apex, I'm not like, oh, I'm going to play Octane every time. I'm going to play the best character I'm going to learn. I was like, ah, oh, Fuse got cool voice lines. I'm going to play Fuse. Um, so it is possible. Yes, it is possible. Mm. I, need to, been, I need to figure out what the difference is. I need to figure out what the difference I is. I think you tr- I, I think some of it is but you but here's the thing, you care a lot about winning an Apex. Not like like not a lot but enough. Oh, it's not like I'm going like I, I we're, not, say, we're, we're not we're not like Mozambique's only baby. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, I, I would like, say I care more about winning in Apex than I do in Magic because in mm-hmm. Apex, like we play to win. Like we're not super sweaty or whatever. Like we're not major tryouts. We won like but, three like, games last night, but yeah. we're not playing to like we're not stip drafting. Like we're not playing it to do no. something dumb. We're playing it to ultimately to try to win. Whereas in Magic, I'm like, all right, I wonder if I can make Thrag Tusk work. You know. But I think it's just something that magic breeds within all of us. And I'd love to, I'm going to, I'm, Dennis, I, I'm very honest here when I say I'm going to be doing some careful introspection, figuring out what my different, what the difference is in my attitude but with Apex, where. Do you need to make the same pilgrimage Richard made all those years ago? To the top of bloody Kilimanjaro, Kilimanjaro. To, to learn how to do it. I, I, I really want to know now because it is, I'm sorry, Petey, that I'm not giving you the advice, but I don't have it. I don't know what, what to do here. This is kind of slowly transitioning us into um, Charles Abbey River anyway because it naturally ends up talking about different video games. But mm. how do you feel about Overwatch? I like Overwatch. Yeah. I mean, it's but fine. you're not like, guys, we need a Lucio. Oh, no, 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 no. Definitely not. No. I Why? Guess, 
I was going to say the same thing with uh, with Apex and Overwatch is that like I know that I'm not playing at that level. I know I'm not that good. Is it because there's something you can defer the skill gap onto? You can be like I will never be as good at hit scanning as the best people in this game. So, but but like there is nothing mechanically keeping you from being Luis Scott Vargas. No, but I mean, there's something brainy clearly playing. Right, but it. if you took enough time, like you like, I mean, I guess I guess that's true for practicing your aiming as well. I don't know how different that is. No, I've just got a different attitude towards those games because I'm not playing them for different reasons. I, I, I don't know what... I, I, I'm trying to figure out what the difference is here. And with Pokemon, a game with zero stakes, right? Like, at least when you're playing with Apex and, and, and Overwatch or whatever, you're accountable to your teammates, at least. Like, you've got yeah. to, you don't want to ruin the game for them. But, like, when I'm playing Pokemon, it doesn't matter if I'm playing optimally or not. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter if my Geodude has the perfect stats or whatever, right? Like, I could just play for fun, but... I just sit there being like, oh, but how can I optimize this team? I need an electric type. Oh, but I've got grass, so maybe that can cover. But then I'm, I'm bad against ice. So, like, I just sit there and go through this thing. Is it a permanence thing? What Is it mean? because every game of Apex stands alone? Right. Is and if so you mess time? it up, it doesn't matter. There'll be another one in five minutes' time. And whereas, like, with with Pokemon, Pokemon. or with Magic, it's like you're using the same deck over and over and over. And it like it... Mm, I don't know, magic, but but you don't really feel. I, I know magic is what instilled this attention in you. This 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 this, but you don't approach magic like this. Oh, oh, of course I do. Of course I do. I thought you just said you didn't. Oh no, of course I do. Like when I'm building a deck with magic. So the reason I bring up Thrag Tusk is because there was a time when Thrag Tusk came into Historic. I spent ages trying to put it into different decks. Mm-hmm. Trying to, and, and every time I was just like, I need to stop playing Thrag Tusk. It's a bad card. You, you end up tuning it out of yeah. the deck you're trying and that, to build. And, that, and that was it. Like, this is, and you know, chat doesn't help with this at all. Uh, what was it? There was, oh man, there was a deck recently. Oh, Dogged Pursuit was a recent card that I really, really love from Kaldheim. Terrible card. Terrible card, but I loved it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to play this card. So um, some of the some of my subs like built me a deck for it, which was fantastic. And I played it and everyone kind of be like, you need to cut this card. It's really bad. I'm like, yeah, but that's the point. The point is that we're trying to make a bad card as good as possible. Veto was another one that I really I wanted to break, right? And it's tough. And it's a, it's actually, a, it's not, it's a constant battle for me to be like, no, I, I, I want to play this like this worse version of a of what should just be like a Mardu control deck or whatever. Which would really should you know should just be blue black control, which should really just be blue white control, which you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, There's an old Lone Raid Run sketch about this, where he's trying to play. Um, I can't remember what he's trying. To, he's trying. To, he's like, I don't really want to play Tarmogoyf. I want to play like a blue red deck mm-hmm. or whatever in modern. This is like ten years ago. Yeah. And he's like, Well, if you're gonna play blue red, you should probably just play like Twin. a teamer deck. It wasn't even called Twin. He's like, and he's like, Look, and once you get to this point, you probably might as well just cut out these blue cards, just make it a red green deck. Ah. And it's like, and once you get to here, you might as well put in Junda. Like, once you're playing Junda, you gotta play the Tarmogoyf. Yeah. And like, it just comes all the way back yeah. around yeah. to like. <laughs> and and breaking that cycle, I have to say that like, I don't think there's a way to do it other than just deciding this, here and no further. So. Petey, when you're building these decks and when you're like, no, oh, you know, I'll put the swan song, you know, I'll put the fish guy, just be no. Just say no. Just say no. I'm not going to put these in. Just draw the line in the sand and stick to it. Optimization and not even once. It kind of kind of gets there with you. It does. It gets to, and it's not like, do you know how bad it is in my life? Like, do you know how okay, that's a huge, hugely overdramatic <laughs> statement. Do you know how insidious this force has become in my life, right? Oh. All right, Dennis, I'll show you. What am I holding? He is holding up a empty cereal bowl. It looks empty like empty cereal bowl with the spoon, right? Correct. Now I'm going to take that out to the kitchen. Obviously, I'm going to put it in the dishwasher, right? But Dennis, why would I do that now when I've got this? 
It's an empty water bottle. Uh, no, it's not an empty water bottle. It's a water bottle that's oh, quite it's a, full. It's a f- quite full of hot water bottles, yeah. When I, uh, throughout the pro- course of the day, I'll drink this water, right? And when it's empty and I need to refill it, that's when I'll take the, the bowl back out. Because you're going to the kitchen anyway. I'm going to the kitchen anyway. Why would I, why would I make an extra trip Riley. to the kitchen? It's a two for one. It's a two for one. Why would I make the why would I make the trip out the two trips to the kitchen when I can just leave this here wait? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's honestly how I live my life in so many ways. I'm trying to optimize it, right? Oh, I don't need to go to the toilet that badly. I'll wait until I need to Okay, well I can't really think of anything. I'll moisturize my face, I don't know. <laughs> Something essential. Nothing like urinating or using the or, no, exactly. or bowel movement. I need to moisturize my face. No, it's not what it is. It's just the fact that I can do two things at once. You know what I mean? Like trying to optimize my pathing. I don't know. It gets in there deep, Petey. Uh, look, this is an open call for submissions, right? I would love to address this with other people. No matter what your experience of magic teaching optimization is, whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether you have mastered it or whether it rules you, I want to hear about it. I want people to write in this week and let us know how you have dealt with the common experience of the magic player trying to make you do everything as perfectly as possible. How's that, Dennis? You like that idea? That's a, I think that's a good button. Do you still want to talk about do you still want to talk about video games or do you think we've tried that ground? I just want to talk about Pokemon very quickly. Scrying River, okay. Charizard Me River. Uh, secret podcast from the podcast. I'm streaming Pokemon. The, the name has come full circle. It has come full circle. I'm streaming Pokemon Nutslock Run. It is so much fun, Dennis. Dennis, I want to be the very best. Oh, Riley, this reminds me of something that I'd like to read to you. <laughs> like no one ever was. All right, I'm going to talk about this very quickly. Twitch.tv slash ruling. It's just my name without the vowels. Um, except the Y. Yes, I know. I've heard a thousand times. Um, Nutsuck Run. Uh, Nutsuck Run's like, it's like hardcore mode. Permadeath on Pokemon. You can only catch a limited number of Pokemon per run. Uh, and it is incredible. When you play Pokemon as a kid, you don't need any crutches to have fun, right? It is just, it's just fun. It's Pokemon, man. As you get older, it's kind of like, oh, this is <clears throat> all right. I mean, it's fine, but it's not. Nuzlocke, it reawakens all of the, like, you get so attached to these stupid Pokemon and then one of them dies and it's just the worst thing in the world. And, like, it just, it puts, it turns it into, for want of a better term, you know, a, a game for grownups. If you, I, I don't know. I don't want to, it sounds kind of gatekeepy or weird, but, like. It makes it Dark souls it, it makes, it, it, it puts stakes in, right? Like, it, it, yeah. So, I'm absolutely loving it. Friday, Saturday, not this week, but Friday, Saturday's Pokemon Heart Gold on my stream. You should come watch because it's, and, like, nicknaming the Pokemon. Got a Togepi called Egg Helms. I was there for that moment. That's very good. <laughs> yeah. So, Riley, what I wanted to tell you about was, right. I think you've seen this. You mentioned you wanted to be the very best, like no one ever was, yes. to catch them as your real test, to train them as your cause. Yeah. And that you might travel across the land searching far and wide, these Pokemon, to understand the power that's inside. Pokemon, got to catch them all. Pokemon. It's you and me. Got to catch them all. I kn- Dennis, can I tell you this? I, I, I just I want know. to say one more thing. I know it's my destiny. Pokemon, Pokemon. oh, you're my best friend. In a world we must oh. defend. I know what we're defending the world from, Dennis, but I tell you what, I'm glad you're on my side to do it. Let's go. <laughs> so Emily Dickinson, Riley. Yep. The poetry of Emily Dickinson is written in the common meter, as is the Pokemon theme, which means what's the, you can what's read... The, what's the common meter? It's the, the cadence for the syllables and the lines, which means you can read ba, 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 any ba. Emily Dickinson poem ba, ba, to ba, the Pokemon ba. theme. For example, Riley... Okay. <laughs> no, 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 go. I want to hear this now. you got to follow through on this. Because I could not stop for death, he kindly stopped for me... <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. The carriage held, but just ourselves and immortality. 
<laughs> he slowly drove. He knew no haste. And I had put away dun, bam, dun, bam, bam. my labor and my leisure too for his civility. Pokemon! Dickinson! Got it. Re- Dickinson! <laughs> oh, that's so good. Um, That's really... Re- oh, that's exceptional, Dennis. Um, Dennis... Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want this to become a poetry podcast because I know very, very little about poetry. Yeah, we're scraping the bottom of my, bottom of my knowledge too. Well, what's my favorite poem? I don't know. You know what it is. You showed me the poem. It's Aussie Mandius by Percy. B- oh, I, that is. I love that poem. Yeah, it's my, it's my absolute favorite poem. Uh, that actually might be my favorite poem too. Actually, I don't have a lot of. It's, it's not from a lot did of. Did I show you that poem? Yeah, you did. Oh, great poem! I, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's the poem about the. You should read it. It's an incredible poem. It's about the um, a bloke who discovers a. You it's know, about the fut- uh, the futility of legacy. The futility of legacy. He discovers a statue, a broken statue of a man who called himself the King of Kings. We have no idea about what why he was called the King of Kings, except for Marty, this broken statue. Hang on, right? hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. No, 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 Marty. Dennis. Because I want like, the, the, okay. Here's the problem with poetry, right? Mm-hmm. It's old. It's outdated. It's hard to understand. It's like usually in language that is, isn't very grokable, right? Patera Quetzal on Twitter, right, has written Ozymandias 2.0. And this is what I want to leave our, our listeners with here. This is Ozymandias wow. 2.0. This is an Ozymandias for the modern era. Are you ready? I'm ready. Somebody once told me his works he'd like to show me. He thought they'd fill me with awe and dread. He was looking kind of dumb, just two legs out in the sun, and a visage, wow. and his visage, a broken stone head. Well, the years start coming and they don't start <laughs> coming. Statues are built and they hit the ground crumbling. Didn't make wow. sense not to build real high, though naught is left at the desert sky. So much I've done for you to see, so what's wrong with looking upon me? We'll never <laughs> know what the king showed. We'll only know what the man hewed. Hey now, king of all kings, built to last now, hey, day, hey now, all is gone now, <laughs> felt a naught now, decay. Nothing beside remains, only level sands stretch away. That is amazing. It is my second favourite piece of poetry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thanks for listening, everyone. This has been Scrum We'll be back next week. Please do get those submissions in about optimization, whatever else they're like that. Thank you to Charizard Mia River. Thank you to Charizard Mia River. Thank you to channelfireball.com, I should say. Coupon code night at checkout. Thank you to Joachim Karad. We'll see you next week. Stay fresh, cheese bags. <laughs>